This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The Michael K Show. The students of Wake Forest stormed the court after they upset Duke and Kyle Filipowski hurt his leg. There's some talk that Filipowski kind of drew the contest. Well, I, I was about to say, I feel zero sympathy. I think he did it. I think he stuck out his arm and his leg. Well, he hoping- probably stuck out his arm to stop the people from charging him. But it's almost like he's pushing his elbow out plus his leg out to try to catch a trip. And then being the little Duke puke that he is. Oh my. Little wham, 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 crybaby that runs through their blood. Blue veins. He spun around and almost, you know, flailed about. Ah, uh, you know what? I love it. I might run on a loop in my house. The Michael K Show on ninety-eight point seven ESPN. Ooh. very, uh, very wild second hour of the show. Probably the best hour I've had in months, maybe years. Wow, I'd do it again, Don. I guess you would. Um, if you watch the Nick Celtic game. I think one thing jumps out at you. You cannot expect Jalen Brunson to carry this team. He can't. He can't do it. Although he had a great game, it's not enough. Other people have to step up. So he had, I think he had 35 points. They lost 116, 34. 34 points. And, you know, he does what he can do. But every team has gone to school on the Knicks. Without Julius Randle there, they double him. They double him, they make him work extra hard, and no one else is stepping up to the level of Julius Randle, who goes 25-10 and 10 every time he's in there. So let's just state it very, very clearly, everybody. The Celtics against the Knicks. When the Celtics are healthy and the Knicks don't have Julius Randle, the Knicks are not forcing any Game 7. They're not. They're just not. They can't. They're not good enough. Julius Randle is really important to what they do. You, you assume, and that's the word, that you're going to get back OG Ananobi. That helps with defense. But who's your number two behind Jalen Brunson? You know, you, with, with the Celtics, you have Tatum, you have Brown. And you have other people that could step up offensively. Porzingis has become a really good player for them. And their defensive stopper is Drew Holiday, which was a great deal that they made. Great deal. So, listen, we were all reveling in the Knicks. In January, the way they just ran the table, essentially just two losses, they cannot compete for a championship unless they get Julius Randle back. They can get everybody else back. They can get Ananobi back. They can get Mitchell Robinson back. Unless they get back that second scorer, they're not going to do it. They're not good enough. You can't leave it into a six-foot-one-inch guard's hands. Can't do it. It's impossible. They will wear you down. They will wear him down. And in big moments, they double-team him, and they make somebody else beat you. And there is nobody else on the team, although they're good players, that is a consistent scorer like Julius Randle. They've got to have the guy back. I think he will be back. But we could stop dreaming, everybody, about them being in the Eastern Conference Finals. If they don't get Julius Randle back at full efficacy, they're Dream season stops right after the first round. They probably win a first-round series. That's it. They end the season again like they did last year in the second round. And getting to the finals, the Eastern Conference, it's not happening. Not without Julius Randle. There's too much to absorb with all the injuries they've had. But Randle is the biggest one they need to have back because you 
can't put all of that on the back of Jalen Brunson. You can't. It's not fair. He's not physically able to do it. So the question now becomes, without Julius Randle, can they get as high as three? I don't think so, Don. I don't think they can. They're two back of the Bucks, but they're only one ahead of the Sixers. Now, the Sixers are a mess right now, but if they ever get Embiid back, that's going to change things. But I don't know if they can get threatened to fall any lower than that. Uh, Indiana is hot. They've won three in a row. They're only two back. Miami's won three in a row. They're only two back. So I guess it's possible you slip up any more. You should win tonight. No problem against Detroit. But are you going to beat the Pelicans? See, I think they, they, they have to play a little bit harder than they did before to beat a team like Detroit. I think they will. But against good teams now, done. Uh, it's a crapshoot. They've got some games they're going to lose if they, unless they get back their people. Well, and you're also getting the Pelicans. Uh, the Knicks will be the second of back-to-back. So they should be able to take care of business tonight against Detroit. But then you've got the Pelicans coming in. Now, they should be able to beat Golden State. But again, that'll be, what, a third game in four nights? at Cleveland, home against Atlanta, Orlando. I mean, these are all losable games based on their injury situation. If, if they're healthy, they should be able to beat Orlando, Atlanta. We'll see what happens Atlanta doesn't have Trey Young now, so you should right. beat them. Now, I don't know what the, what the Trey Young situation is. You're not playing them until next week. but No, I think he's out for a while. Yeah, so, and then you got the Sixers again. Like, the schedule, it is what it is. You know, when you're not healthy... These are all games that you could very easily win or possibly lose. It's a, and, but it's a fight every night. And it's kind of a dicey situation. And I listen, I think the odds are they would fall to five or six before climbing up to three, considering they're two back of the box, but the Pacers and the Heat are only two back. Philadelphia is only one back behind the Knicks. It's going to be a chore. And if you're, if you're hoping to just get the four seed, well, then that means you've got a possible date with the Celtics, Michael, in the second round. Yep. It's crazy, man. It's like... As much as as much as teams are about, you know, the, the kind of team you've put together on paper and and how well the players actually play, every one of these sports guys is just such a war of attrition. I mean, it really, every single one is just where are you and are your backups really good? Now, the interesting thing about this Knicks team, guys, is that they're so deep. But, Michael, they're not deep with stars. They're a really deep team with good basketball players who can play their role. But you can't make up. All stars, all pro players. They don't they don't grow on trees. And if you lose someone for a, a long period of time, it's very tough. Flip side of that coin though is if you get them back at the right time, you might be in business. You know, what worries me the most, and I, I think you mentioned it earlier. It's just so so hard, so so debilitating to win games. I mean, you're 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 stressing yourself out to win games against and- anybody without Julius Randle's twenty five and ten. And they're still a team that that values where they finish. Uh, do the Bucks? Do the Sixers at this point? Like are the Sixers stressing about being a five or six seed, knowing that they can get Embiid back in the playoffs, and then feel like they're they're in, they're in the same situation uh, as as any of the top teams? Like, so, not only are they trying to survive, Michael, by having being shorthanded, they see the value in these games. So how much stress is on Brunson's body trying to carry this team to the finish line? That's what I worry about. I mean, this is a guy that plays physical to begin with, and they're going to need everybody clicking if they're going to make any kind of a run, even in the first round. Like, they can match up with Philadelphia in the first round, Michael. Right? I mean, it's possible. That could be your 4-5 seeding. Now, you'd get the home court, possibly, but if Embiid comes back, I mean, you could be out in the first round. 
It's really hard. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it, hard to have any idea where things are going to shake out with this team, which is frustrating because you were having so much fun. And it doesn't mean that it can't happen, Michael, but it does mean that at this point you have a lot of question marks, which is a bummer for a season that was off to just such a rip-roaring start. And, and I, I don't want the narrative to be, you know... You know, Tibbs plays his players too much. Nonsense. The the Randall injury had nothing to do with playing him too much. He fell on his shoulder, separated. And, and, OG Ananobi had a bone chip in his elbow. Had nothing to do with playing too much. Stop. This is these injuries happen. Injuries happen. You can say, well, they shouldn't be on the court and certain mm. whatever. To That's Julius, what makes them great. Julius too. Julius plays seventy five games every year and and doesn't get hurt. So it 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 happened. And remember, Michael, this is in North Dakota. This is New York. You. you finally found it, right? I did. I did. It took a while, but we got it. Now, the Rangers uh, had their 10-game winning streak snapped against <sighs> Columbus, and Don said this earlier. Hey, it seems like Columbus has their number, and Columbus one of the worst teams. Yeah. But when a team has your number, horses for courses, whatever the case may be, the Rangers end up losing 4-2 yeah. to to snap their 10-game winning streak. No, I wouldn't freak out. It's a second of back-to-backs. Columbus played on Friday at home, so the Rangers had to travel from Philly to Columbus. Not, not a big deal, but still... Uh, it's a it's a tough second of back to backs, and also a lot of emotion this week for the Rangers. The stadium series against the Islanders. Then you had first place Dallas come to town. Uh, then you take on the the, uh, the Devils and the Flyers back to back, and now it's Columbus. So you're going to have letdowns. You're going to lose games. Plus, they were ten and zero in their last ten, nine and zero in the second of back to backs. Quick had won four straight. I mean, the law of averages are going to catch up with you, and they still came very close to still winning the game anyway. They had a ton of shots on goal. Leakins was good and you're now when you're playing at that kind of level a Columbus Blue Jackets team Michael they're going to be motivated to win the game because they're an also ran but hey they can stop a 10 game winning streak ton of Ranger fans in the building Columbus was motivated and they played terrific and they won the game but I wouldn't freak out about it. I, I'm, I actually got to feel pretty good that the Rangers could have had multiple letdowns since the stadium series and didn't. And they've put themselves a nice seven-point lead on Carolina for first place in the Metropolitan Division. And uh, they get a chance uh, at Columbus on Wednesday. Weird schedule, Michael. Explain this to me. Rangers, they, you know how many games the Rangers have in the next two weeks? How many? Four. Hmm. All right, I just, I, I can't get, how are you getting into a rhythm? Now, I don't know bail, uh, building availability and all that. But, you know, we're, we're post-All-Star game. Getting down to the final, you know, twenty-three games of the season. They play Wednesday, Saturday this week. Next week they play Monday, Saturday. Oh, and then the following week they play five games in seven days. Crazy. Wow. So um, it's uh, should there be any reason, Don, um, to not like the fighting with Rempe? I don't know what you want to do it every day. It seems like he's doing it every day. And I, and I, and I think that apparently he's the one that initiated the, uh, the the fight with Olivier before the game, saying he wanted to get into it. A few things here. First of all, he's a nice player. He's a fourth-line player, but that fourth line has been relied upon recently. He, he had a game-winning goal on Saturday. He contributed to one of the goals that they were able to score uh, in the game against Columbus last night. He's not just some enforcer. He's a big guy that can really do a lot of good things besides just fight. Three fighting majors in five games. You're going to get yourself hurt. You're going to wear well, he yourself got himself, down. He got his butt kicked in this uh, fight. And, and, he, Olivia. Well, and also, and as, as Don and I talked about earlier, Michael, 
what a dumb move it ends up being. You're, you're playing a lesser team. Why risk giving them an early win and motivation, which it kind of did? Right. Yeah, you just don't weak as, uh, uh, not even a sleeping giant, but just like a sleeping team in that. But uh, but listen, the kid's excited. He wants to get into it. He had a great fight with um, Delorier on Saturday, Michael. I mean, it felt like it lasted a minute. You never see those anymore. That was like an old school fight. And you can well, what's see it about, Dom? Why is he doing it? It's well, not in hockey. He was challenged by anymore. Martin. He was challenged by Martin. But what's the deal in the stadiums I mean, here? Well, Martin wanted to give him, hey, hey, kid, let's uh, let, let, let's get you in. It probably did him a favor. And then it was a big fight. Saw on national television. So you know, Delorier decides, all right, let's uh, let's let's get let's get into it. They talk about it before the game. All right, now it becomes like a thing. He's like a cult hero now. Between the game winning goal on Saturday, he's getting into a couple of fights. But now it becomes butt a thing. Yesterday, he did. You know, and it, and, I, and it's probably good. It's a little humbling because a why give the other team motivation every single night? And the other thing, you can't fight every night, Michael. It's not good for his long term health. I mean, as, you as, should see, like Peter, he was sitting in the penalty box. His nose is all messed up. You could see the um, the the uh, the cuts on his fingers well, and his, on his knuckles are, from the fight from the day before. Real, these are real fist fights. Imagine a human being who gets no, into fist it, fights it, every it, several it, it's days. It's stupid. He's six eight. He's going to win more fights than he loses, and eventually, it's going to be a, a nice thing from a physical standpoint because he throws his body around too. He's a, he's he's not a complete player. He's not a star, but he has the ability. He's got a little touch. He can he can check. He's going to really help this team. Team, and if he feels like he's got to dance every single night, he's going to wear himself down. He's not going to be good for anybody. So, I can Laviolette say enough? Yeah, well, I'm sure so. once he finds out that he was the one that asked Olivier to go, that's when you say to him, listen, buddy, stop, all right? We need you for other things. Now, my fear is going to be, because he got his butt kicked yesterday, it's the same two teams on Wednesday that he's going to want to fight again to make up for it. No, it becomes a vicious cycle enough. I know they're not playing a ton over the next couple of weeks, but I'm telling you, you're going to get yourself hurt. It's not in the sport anymore. Well, and I was going to say this. So, so, Michael, here's the interesting part. Don and I spoke about this some earlier, too. You don't see fighting in, in this way in the game that often. And, no. to, and to me, this version of it, where it's not even a retaliation because your captain got hurt, you know, some sort of thing that... No, I, these are staged fights that, that they're trying like to get rid of. But I'm yeah. shocked. Uh, here's the thing I'm shocked about. And by the way, I'm not trying to be... I know this is perfect for my brand already with people who don't like me. I'm not trying to legislate fighting completely out of the game. But I am surprised that they would allow these sort of staged fights to happen where there's no impetus for it you're just like we're going to step back ha- like it's like it's like it's blades of glory just have a fight right here it's weird it it, it doesn't have a place but in this it, version it, of the game it, it really it doesn't but you know he's 6-8 he had that fight in the stadium series everybody saw it so now it's like all right now is our chance you know to, to challenge him the the good news is there's just not a lot of players that can do this it was just a coincidence that they happened to play a few teams in a row that have guys with similar roles and they're going to play Toronto on Saturday and they have Ryan Reeves, he might have to do it again. Fact is, there's only like six or seven guys that can even do this. So there's going to be stretches where there's not going to be anybody to fight. And eventually, it's going to wear off and, and, and just go back to normal again. And if he continues to win, other than yesterday, nobody's going to want to have to fight him. That's what you're going to want to do. But it became kind of a thing, Michael. I'm telling you, on social media, spitting chicklets were doing things on it. He it, it, it became kind of a cult hero. Hopefully, this is humbling enough to kind of get back to work here. They've got bigger fish to fry. 
As you said, it's a sideshow. The NHL is trying to get rid of the staged fights. It's got its place in the sport, but what you've seen over the last few days is not good for him. It's not good overall for the Rangers. I think it bit him yesterday. It's early in the game. He loses the fight. He's out of the game getting worked on. Columbus scores. They gain the momentum. They eventually win the game. And that's not good either. So hopefully this will be a humbling moment and it finally comes to an end. Listen, you know I'm no hockey authority. It's just weird. Uh, hey, we're going to fight when the game starts. I mean, it's like a pitcher telling a batter, by the way, I'm going to flip you. I'm going to give you a bow tie. I mean, wh- what is that? What is it about? Hey, we're going to fight. I mean, it's it, every single game because of what he did in the stadium series doesn't make sense. Well, eventually. What's the benefit? Eventually I want to know it's... what the benefit is because even in the stadium series game, he had the fight with Martin. Boom. The Islanders scored. Yeah. But hey, listen, Martin, he's a veteran. One of the few players that still plays that role. And a kid making his NHL debut. And Martin figured, all right, let's, listen, I don't know how much you're going to play. You want to do it? He but says, yeah. what is yeah, that? You want to do deal. it? About, what is it about? It's just, it's just well, something that's always guy. been in the culture of this game, Michael. It just That's always the way that it's been. I mean, literally, Michael, you can like picture a hockey player starting a fight with literally just going up to someone yeah. and bumping them with their fist and going, you want to do it? You want to do it? It's For no reason. It's, it's a crazy part of the culture. It's somewhat barbaric. I'm sorry. So, somewhat barbaric. The, the other sports, Michael, if what happened in hockey happened in other sports, they would call the police. The police would have to come in and go on the court, and it just—it's part of the game. I'm not saying it's bad, Don, or good. It's just part of what the game is, though. It's there. It's just that there's no other analogy to come up. The only thing I can come up with closer is that let's say there's this big stud that comes up in baseball, had a big minor league career, and he's all that, and the pitcher's just, you know, I'm just going to buzz him. Welcome to the big leagues, kid. You knock right. him on his fanny. You know, it's kind of similar in but that not sense. not every game. Well, well not, but it's not every game anymore anyway. I mean, in this, in this but version. But it is. It is I, I wonder if he's going to, you know, he, he's a tough guy. He's a big guy. But, you know, I'm watching that fight. Yes, just showed the, you know, the video. He got his butt kicked. He repeated blows to the head. You don't want He had that. to leave the game for a while, Don. No, he did. They're, he calling, him, work they're, done. they're calling him the Grim Rempy. That's the thing. <laughs> Yes, it's become it became a thing, but eventually it'll settle down. I, I'm not a fan of it anymore either. I think it's been legislated out of the game. There's very few players that can do it, but it's still part of the culture. I don't know if there's but, any other analogy you can come up with, but everybody knows the rules, right? I mean, these guys do it. They they're they're they know what they're doing. But they want to do get, it. Don. Nobody was attacked. And Peter brought this up. I I, und- I even understand. All right, you hit Wayne Gretzky. You know, the thug is going to come out and beat the living crap out of you. This is about nothing. This is just about let's fight. But this is a different. So this is. So yes, that is a the, one of the, probably the biggest cultural pieces to fighting hockey. But this is another one, which is you have a new kid who's making his reputation on being a big guy who will fight. So now anyone who's out there who also fights is going to go. Hey, you want you you fight right? Let's fight. That it's it, Michael. You're trying to find yeah. logic in something that yeah. literally is baked Listen, into and, and, an and illogical thing. If you wanted thing. to make it illegal, but it is technically it is it, it's illegal because you have a five minute major, and if you fight three times in one game, you're kicked out. So there is a penalty for it, but it is, and it's not encouraged, but it's obviously accepted. Nobody's getting suspended or ejected for doing it. So he's six eight, which is kind of freakish to begin with. He's known as a physical guy, so Martin's like, hey. 
Let's see what you got, kid. And as you said, Michael, it worked. The Islanders got something out of it. And bang, all of a sudden they were down one nothing. They score the next three goals. So you can make a case that it backfired. All right, and then he's got the big hit on Bastion against the Devils. Gets ejected from the game, which I thought was wrong, but they said it was a uh, hit to the head. Gets ejected. So now he's got that on his resume. Kicked out of a game for hitting Bastion, drawing blood. He got into a fight in his first NHL game against Martin. So now he now he plays in Philadelphia. Delorey's like, okay, big boy, let's see what you got. It's they just, get into a, one of the best fights I've seen in 20 years, and now it becomes But now, a by thing. the way, just that fight alone that he had in Philly... The way that made its rounds on social media, those players are sitting around scrolling through and watching right. it too. Like, oh, this is what this kid does? Oh, I can't wait to play. Now, I believe the mistake he made was that he should have laid out, but then he goes and I think gets a little caught up and says and says to Olivia, hey, you want to go? Because he knows he's the one guy for Columbus that can do it, and he got his head handed to him. So hopefully this makes him realize, all right, now it's over. Let's get back to what we're supposed to be doing. So... It was a moment. Barbarism in sports. Not exactly insanity, but it was a moment. No, it's a thing. But, 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 <laughs> but like stuff like this sort of barbarian stuff in sports is always so funny to me. It was always, even the bite fight guys, I always found to be so amusing. Like, don't get me wrong. I was as shocked by the bite fight as anybody was. But sometimes, do you guys remember how big a deal it was the day after the fight? Do you remember how yeah. the world stopped? I would, but I remember thinking, and don't get me wrong, I was shocked too. But I remember thinking, like when it kept going so far, and people were like, "This is disgusting." I was like, "You know, they're getting paid to try to kill each other, right? Kill each other." <laughs> and one guy went, "I've had enough," and bit the guy. And we're like, "Oh my god, now this is disgusting." But, it's all kind of barbaric. Well, and, and it's weird because there's no apples to apples comparisons. But in sports, intimidation is always going to be a thing. Whether it's a pitcher pitching inside, or you remember Pat O'Reilly, there are no no easy layups. Yeah, Put them in the third row. Down. You know that there's always letting people know that hey, I've got a guy on my team. If you want to take liberties with Panarin, you want to take liberties with Zabanaja, just know there's a guy six eight. That somebody on your team is going to have an answer to it. That still exists. And as Rick Tpietro just texted me, it's a good point. Uh, this was giving the young kid an opportunity to earn a job in the NHL. I mean, his ability to do this is one of the reasons why he's going to get a look more than some other players. And, you know, Martin gave him the opportunity to but see what he But even that is do. weird. Even that is that's, weird. Yeah, that's weird. Let's like, go you know, to Anthony in the car. Fighter. Anthony. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's uh, up? Second time caller. Uh, love the show. You guys are awesome. Uh, yeah, I've been playing hockey for most of my life. I'm 38 years old. Um, and I think Don touched on it a couple of conversations ago regarding this, about the hockey fighting. It keeps the game honest. Um, you know, it takes the cheap hits out of the game. Because if you know, you know, if you do throw a cheap hit, you know, you got to look over your shoulder the rest of the game. But, um, yeah, as far as the stage fighting goes, I mean, like you guys just said, DiPietro said it, it gives guys like this a job. Um, all the way down from juniors to, you know, uh, minor leagues to the pros. So, you know, it's got a place in the game. I know they're trying to get it out, but, you know, it's kind of entertaining, too, to go to, go to the game and see a good fight. Um, yeah, but that's where I, I think that. But I, but the thing is, like the people that say that they do it to get people, there's hardly any fights anymore. I think that's why this became such a big deal, Michael. You don't see a guy get into three fights in his first five games of the NHL. You can go, Michael. I'm I'm watching hockey every night. You can go weeks before you see a fight. I mean, it doesn't happen anymore. But 
every once in a while when there's a guy that's equipped to do it, it it can it can help the team in a lot of ways. And there's always been a question: Are the Rangers too much finesse? Do they have enough physicality? Do you want Jacob Truba to fight people? No, he's too important. He plays 25 minutes a night. One of the reasons they lost yesterday is because Truba took two penalties and was a minus three. But a, a fourth-line guy that's going to play like eight, nine minutes to be able to bring that to the table can be a bit of an advantage that other teams in the NHL don't have. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy. Hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. 1-800-919-3776. Hope you're having a great day. Start of the week. Rocking and rolling all through the week. Oh, sure we are. Yeah, let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Mark in the Bronx. Marky. Hey, what's up, guys? I uh, love the show. Um, nice. I'm a huge Yankees fan, but, Michael, I don't think the way the team is constructed now that there's enough pitching to be a title contender. Marcus Stroman was, in my eyes, a panic sign. If you look at his numbers, he doesn't pitch well at Yankee Stadium. He has north of a four ERA, well, he's not and he's never the Yankees, been that, yeah. that, that, that... I don't think that matters anymore. At Yankee he, he, he still, that ballpark is, you know, it might not be the best for pitchers, but if you look at his numbers, he's not a flashy signing. No. I think I think Brian Cashman is going to have to think outside of the box and get one of those under-the-radar type pitchers that, you know, he's been pretty good at finding it over the years. And, you know, what he's done with the bullpen seems like it could help, but a lot of these guys have question marks. You put them up against the Dodgers rotation, the Braves rotation, I think the Yankees get swept. But, but first of all, if they get to the World Series, they get swept. Okay, they get swept. They got to the World Series. Uh, Marcus Stroman, in the first half last year, was a contender for the Cy Young. Pitched great. He's a ground ball pitcher at Yankee Stadium. You're telling me he doesn't have good numbers at, at Yankee Stadium. And I get it. He doesn't. He's not facing Aaron Judge. So any lineup that comes in, other than the Astros, is something, are you really going to get that nervous about it? We'll see how he does. And it wasn't a panic move. They made an offer for Snell. 
It was turned down. I'm sure that Snell probably thinks, why didn't I take it? And they pivoted and got Marcus Stroman at a pretty good deal. So he's had 11 starts in Yankee Stadium. He's 2-6, and 6.06. I get it. It's not great. We'll see. Now he has an excellent defense behind him and a team that's going to score a lot of runs. So what team is better in the American League? The Astros? Okay. The, the Orioles are very, very good. Who else is scaring you? Who else is scaring you? And Pakoda thinks the Yankees are going to win the American League East. I mean, what do you want them to do? Do you want to give up Spencer Jones? I, 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 would, I would say the term panic would be strong for Stroman. It, it, but it, was, it wasn't the plan. Right? That wasn't the plan. The plan was to get Yamamoto. Right. So the, and then they pivoted from that to try to get Snell. So a second pivot. So a second pivot. It may not be panic, but it's, it's pivot plus. And they're building up some depth. Luke Weaver, Cody Poteet, that Louis Heel. They're, they're not naked out there. They, and also, the thing that's always gotten the Yankees in the past is their offense. You know, their batting average last year was 29th in baseball. The only team worse was the A's, and the A's don't try. So getting Soto was a big deal. Getting Verdugo was a big deal. No, Michael, it improved their offense. Outside of the 6-5 loss in Game 4 against the Astros in 2022, they got swept. They were shorthanded. They scored 2-2. Two, two, so four runs total in the first two games of the series and then got shut out in Game 3. All right, so offense killed them there. And even in the Guardian series, Michael, it wasn't like they tore the cover off the ball at all. No. You know, in that series where they went 4-1, they lost 4-2, lost 6-5, one You know, and that was against the Guardians, and they were clearly better than the Guardians. But just off the top of my head, Michael, without looking at the numbers, it seems like every time they're eliminated from playoff contention is because they just can't hit. Right. The, the only one that I would say that they were um, toppled by the pitching – would probably be the loss to the Red Sox in the wild card game. Because Cole, Cole didn't necessarily have it. They lost that game 6-2. But otherwise, it always just seems to be coming up a run short. You know, getting shut out, not being able to situationally hit. Now, the reason they got cold is, they're like, we're going to try to do what gets done to us. Let's try to outpitch the opposition. And, and then, for the most part, that has worked. But usually, they get bounced because they just can't hit. Has it really been pitching, Michael? No. It has not. Do you want great pitching? Yes, you want great pitching. I I understand that. But uh, listen, you're telling me they're not the Dodgers. They're not. You're telling me they're not the Braves. They're not. But can they beat either of those two teams in a short series? Of course they can. The Diamondbacks had 84 wins beat the Dodgers in the playoffs last year. Nobody is unbeatable. All you have to do is get into the show. Get into the playoffs. Right. And in in the deciding Game 5 against the Rays in 2020, Michael, they lost 2-1. to one. Had three hits. That's what's killer. Let's go to um, Gennaro in Utica. Gennaro. How you guys doing? Great. How are you? Doing good, thank you. So, Michael, love the beard, but I have an interesting question for you, all right? So, come opening day, do you think Hal Steinbrenner will hold you to the no facial hair policy? <laughs> and also wondering, what are your guys' thoughts on if the Yankees would ever retire A-Rod's number 13? Thank you for your time. Okay. Um, I, I don't know what the Yankees would do regarding a beard. Well, uh, you know. Uh, no, but I, I don't know because I did some research on it, Don. Yeah. So in the one year that um, Carlos Beltran announced for the Yankees. He had mm-hmm. a beard. Yeah. 
Uh, maybe their lead play-by-play guy, they wouldn't want to have a beard. You know, time will tell if I decide to stay with it. But remember, as delightful as this beard looks, I have to pay off a bet, and it has uh, to eventually be whittled well, down yeah. to a pusick. we got to talk about when that should happen, by the way. And if it gets whittled down to a pusick, everybody, I'm not keeping that for the season. Don, when, does he, when should he be having to go to the... Well, I think it was always understood that by opening day it would be gone. That we'd only get a but chance. When do, but what Peter's saying is when does the Pusik, when do you think well, is enough hair well, to go with the Pusik? Well, that's why I think, because this thing is happening faster than we even thought, that you should shave it down to the Pusik now and continue to shave every day except the chin so as this starts to happen, we're seeing it. Because we don't know how long we're going to have it, so you might as well start now. No, so, no, no, no. I don't think that's the case. I, I, I want it to be full enough that the Pusik no, actually but, but, shows. But the point is, it may not be. Well, then, you know what? What can you do? What you can do is we can all agree that you should start shaving now. I don't agree with that. Well, that, that wasn't the bet. The bet was no, the to have pe- a Pusik. Right, and you're not, and, and you're so saying. So the, the shave-off point for the Pusik is March 28th, the opener against the Astros. So I still have a full month. Wait, wait, wait. Your first game that you're on TV is March 28th? Yeah. So then you need to have the Pusik for a week before that, right? Well, is that is that, that that was never articulated. So, that, so the Pusik you, for a week. Well, so how long are you gonna have it for? Five minutes? No, I think a couple of days. Well, the, you're, this is all arbitrary now. Oh no! So why why do you have a say? We put it to a vote, oh, and boy. I say right now we put it to a vote that you begin shaving and molding the Pusik now, as we could see the Pusik develop. And if we run out of road and opening day comes and we don't see it, all right, well then Michael wins. But we need the ability to see it as it's happening. I don't need to see your whole face transition into something that women are calling up and wanting to have but I, but I, sex I don't with think, you over. It. I didn't lose a oh, bet. To get a Pusik for a month, I'm not going to put a Pusik on for a month. No, no, but, but but right now, but we also didn't make a bet for you to have it a couple of days. We left it kind of open ended. Right now, we're going to put it to a vote. Well, you know what? You you, you guys were short sighted. You didn't. No, put no, it there's not. No, no, but but, but, but oh, why do you? But the, so if we were short sighted, why do you have the final say when we can actually vote? To determine whether we do it your way, where like three days before opening day, you shave it down to the Pusik, or you start shaving to where the Pusik can uh, be seen grown now. I say we vote. I'll give you a week of the Pusik. No, I, you, a, no but my point is, Michael, you don't have a say. We all have a say. But nobody has a so, say because so it right wasn't now, articulated. No, but here's what we do, because it's a democratic society. No, you're just upset because no, no. it looks so good. No. Uh-oh. Right now, we're going to put it to a vote. I'm not. I'm not listening to the vote. Well, no. Well, no. Well, you'll do whatever we say. No, Otherwise, you're uh, reneging no. on the bet. No, no. I'm not reneging. No, because on the bet. Whom, you're not the boss of anybody here. You're, you're not just the boss one of me. voice. I, you know, never mind with the with the yo-yo pinhead suits name the show. The point is, we all have a vote. So the vote is: Does Michael have it his way, where he shaves it down, you know, three days before and shows the pusic? So let's vote on that. Would you like to see that, Anthony, Tom, wait, wait, Peter? Wait, 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 wait. What's uh, it, that Michael waits until when's opening day, Michael? March 28th. March 28th. So on March 25th, wherever we stand, Michael shaves the beard except the Pusik, and then for three days before opening day, he has to wear the Pusik. That, do you, do you want to see that? A raise of hands. Wait, wait. But we have, we have a second. I have to know the option. The second so one yeah. is tonight. He shaves his face with the exception of the chin, and we start to see the Pusik grow as just the Pusik until he gets to opening I don't day. Like talking about this so much. Oh, those are your two options. 
Sorry if you're uncomfortable, Peter. Just hearing say, yeah, growing the pew sick over and well, over well, again. How am I supposed to? No, you're not doing it wrong. It's just, <laughs> it's just gross. Well, I don't think Don's going to lie. Now I'm like feeling a little intimidated, to be honest. Michael, I'm feeling a little, I'm feeling a lot of aggressiveness right now. Okay. I believe Michael, how whatever version we get, needs to just have a full pew sick for at least a few days. That's it. I don't feel strongly that he need, he can, I think, go this growing the full beard and then cutting to the Pusick. Okay, so, Even, that's, so, so you so vote. I'll, I'll go with the first one. I, I just want to see three days of, of, a, of a Pusick. Okay. You know, and I agree. I, I vote for okay, that. Okay, so that's two. Everybody else has their hands down. So Michael shaves except the chin tonight, and no. we see the progress. Hey. That's not what Peter said. No, but now we're going to vote on the second one. He's going to you the, voted. You got two votes. There's five people here. And also, we don't know who, if anyone's going to abstain. That's right. We're going to find out. Right. Here now, the other, Tom vote? the other, uh, why can't Tom vote? He's running the board. Tom represents, I've talked to Tom, he <laughs> represents Jacob as well. They're in lockstep. Is that whatever. true? Yes. Wow. So, Michael shaves tonight everything but the chin and continues to shave every day but the chin until opening day so we get to see the actual Pusick in action. All right, let's see who votes for that. Having possession of this, I feel like I have to abstain. Tom, what are you doing? I want to see just the Pusick because that's what the bet was for initially. So what are you voting for? Option number two. Oh, sounds like two and two. See, Anthony's being that guy, and I want to punch him right in his forehead. I <laughs> want go him to, to go home. I think there's a lot of people that don't people care about won't this. know about you the music want. because they're going to see an indent of my my uh, my wedding ring in his forehead. I look like Delorier. <laughs> okay, let's go to uh, I hate uh, everyone on the show. Let's go to uh, Will in the Bronx. I told my truth. Hey, fellas, how you guys doing? I just got to say, let's go with option two. Two six starting tonight. Wow, Donnie, I watched. That game on Saturday, I thought it was amazing. I got, I felt the energy. I don't watch a lot of Ranger games. I started watching them come playoffs, but I thought the fight was great. I was just upset that they didn't make a big deal about it being his first goal. Like they didn't really celebrate as much. Well, because originally and, uh, it was credited to Gaudreau. They actually had it wrong, and nobody was really 100% sure that he scored. Although, on the radio broadcast we did, because the replay clearly showed it went off of his skate, and that it should have been given to him. But uh, I don't think television knew 100% until a little bit later on. So I give Sean McDonough and Ray Ferraro a break for Mike, not being as good as us. in Atlantic Beach. What's up, Mike? Hey, Mike. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, just want to start real quick. I'm a Bronx boy. Went to Columbus family from Fordham, East Chester Road. Huge Michael K. fan. Mike, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm 67. I got about four, four years on you. Mm-hmm. Been reading you, following you ever since you're in the po- uh, at the Post. Uh, get you know, read the post and the news every single day. So huge Michael K. fan. You're not Yankee boy. I don't care. Anybody, I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Mike, I love listening to the game today. Uh, I'm retired. Uh, you and Jack called a great game. One for, first of all, you always do. Second of all, um, you know, a lot of these kids in the second, third inning, their names, you explained every player, where they came from, a little history. You and Jack did a great job. You did a little bantering. So really enjoyable game today. Looking forward to it, you know, yesterday and today. Uh, well, super duper. Well, well, yesterday was the first game. Do you know that yesterday's game? Oh, my did you know this, Peter? Yeah. Was the second most watched spring training game ever? 
Really? So people are pumped up about this team, except for that previous caller. Let's go to uh, Danny in Long Island. Danny. If I'm watching spring training games on February 27th, please check check my pulse. But anyway. First of all, February 26th, Danny. Don't be nasty. Whatever, whatever we're on. But anyway, what a great show. Call is from Bizarre. I just have to tip my cap to the – I disagree with what the guy said who basically described Michael as Quasimoto. But the manner in which he started out that phone call as it was a compliment and then oh, – Don't worry. You're going to hear it again, Danny, in about 15 minutes. And now – and last but not least – the Yankee fan who called up, because it's so tough being a Yankee fan, that when they get to the damn World Series, they won't have enough pitching to face the Dodgers. Well, isn't that so hard to be a Yankee fan? <laughs> Don, if you ever wanted to go into a rant, I mean, the Mets, I'm hoping we get to the playoffs. Win a few games. How about, you know, the Yankee fan is concerned that when, not if, when we get to the World Series, it's a fake complete that we don't have enough pitching. And that sums up the Yankees. You can't win because you see the championship or it's never, never enough to be a Yankee fan. It's really, it's sickening. That's, 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 that's great. all I have It's to a say. great call by Danny. Oh, listen, we were talking about it for the last few years. And they, they, the, at least the ones that call the show, Danny, don't seem to appreciate you know the ride at all. And even outside of last year, which still finished above 500, by the way. The ride's usually a, a pretty quality season. And also, I didn't answer a question that, you know, the guy had a two-part question about whether the Yankees would allow the beard or not. And he also said, do you think A-Rod's going to have his number retired? I don't think so. I think there's too much nasty history there. He's patched up a lot, but he did try to sue the team, um, you know, when it all went down. I can't see it happening. Maybe things get different mm. way down the road but right now i don't see I, them retiring 13 considering they gave it out to joey gallo true but i, I think <laughs> i think there will be that's a joey day. gallo there will be a day where it makes sense i you I, think so well listen chris chelios didn't have a great parting of the ways with the blackhawks it took a long long time and then eventually they did retire his number last night got it was it 25 years last time he played for the blackhawks so we don't know how things are going to look a decade from now 20 years from now to where who thought he would have come as far as he's come so far that's true you know so i i hear what you're saying michael but things might look a lot different uh you know a decade or so from now don why don't you tell us about mazda in 2024 you get more at ramsey mazda more selection and more savings for a limited time they'll waive the first lease payment lease a new 2024 mazda cx 90 for just 3.99 a month and now get your first lease payment on them at ramsey mazda route 17 north in ramsey choose wisely choose ramsey mazda call 833-853-2970 for lease details excludes tax title and registration zero security deposit fin r11454418 msrp 41562 ends 229.24 this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN. You have made no good points, Peter. You're so right, Michael. I think you made some salient points. Yeah, because you're an ass. Wake Forest was favored by two and a half points. It was not an upset. I understand that Duke was seeded and Wake Forest wasn't. You were a two and a half point favorite in the game. It's just stupid. It used to be for when you beat an undefeated team or it was a huge upset. You're from nowhere state and you knock off Michigan. You storm the court. But now Wake Forest, who was a two and a half point favorite at home against Duke, storms the court? Give me a break. Strong beginning for Don with the point guard on yeah, Monday. I, I should have won today. I had so many, but whatever, you know. You know what? When you had that many, you kind of dilute them. Maybe you that's know, what Don it was. had a very strong point. I mean, yeah, no, that's a good point. So yesterday, I had to go to the hospital um, <gasps> to get my seventh rabies shot. Come on. Yeah, you have to go, you know, first six on the first day, then... One yesterday, one on Thursday, and then a week later, the final one. This is a, this is a lot of... Uh, oh, it's brutal. This so is a lot. I'm sitting there, and the, the nurse you know, is giving me the shot in the left arm, and she goes, uh, how difficult were the six shots? I said, they weren't fun. She goes, I bet you went home to, uh, that night and said, gee, I wish I wasn't so fat. I said, what? She goes, well, you know, it's all according to your weight. You know, if you were thinner, you wouldn't have gotten six shots. Oh, boy. I said, I'm 6'4", 225. What do you want me to weigh? Oh boy! And then she jabbed the needle into my left arm. Oh, she's this this stuck. Did this stuck a chord? This struck a chord with you, huh? I mean, yeah. I went home and said, "Gee, I wish I was Twiggy." Kate I'm Moss. What, well, you feel that way You're anyway. Too lean. But you do feel that way anyway. I you wish just... I was. Uh, yeah, I, I have body dysmorphia. No, I think you're appropriate. I think you're probably about as fat as you think you are. <laughs> no, but you're tall. What so. a jerk. But I don't look at Michael as fat. Now, you look at some of the no. pictures back in the day. No, fat head, perhaps. I've never seen a picture of him where he looks fat. No. Oh, Are let you me trying punch. to win tomorrow's, like, <laughs> Let me punch up the picture. Right Wait, you, but you have a picture that, that, that you'll think, I'll think he actually looks fat? Yeah, absolutely. But not, not even as a kid? You're talking about as an adult fat? As a, uh, as a, a Yankee reporter <gasps> or announcer, yes. Really? And Michael will tell you this. Michael, when were you at your fattest? Probably when I was a writer. Really? What were you eating? You don't eat anything. Well, you're eating what writers eat. It's your hot dogs, pizza, not yeah. working out. I was a slob. Yeah. I was a pathetic slob. Just hot dogs. Well, I will say the majority of the people that we talk about that are baseball writers, I don't. Not too many of them are fat. No, not anymore. Michael was In the special. old days, it was different. That's I mean, just rude. Joel Sherman. Joel's in um, great shape. Great shape. John Hammond's in great bah! shape. Um, uh, Tom Verducci. Ah, model. <laughs> you find one? No. Nah, Dua, Dua Lipa, of course. Dua Lipa, you go, damn. 
Let's I mean, go to... I, um, we're going to find it for you, Peter. Chauncey in Westwood. Chauncey. There he is. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, just a quick Knicks point. Um, I mean, we, we're we not in a good spot right now, obviously, but I think if we're going to have to... If we keep saying all healthy and everything, we see ourselves playing Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals. If for whatever reason... If Randall doesn't come back, OG, if we slip down to the play-in and have to play, say, Boston in the first round, you know, I'm for it. You know, if we got to play them anyway, I'm for playing them in the first round and, and, and going through the, our battles later on in the playoffs. What do you guys think? Well, you, what, is there going to be a later on if you play them in the first round? Boston's great. Boston's the best team in basketball right now. Well, listen, I, I if you feel you can beat them, I mean, you'd be in great shape. But, I mean, listen, Boston is better. They're supposed to be better. They're built to be better. They're the best team in the NBA, in my opinion. Save them for the third round. You know what? This is even with all the injuries, guys. It's going to really look tough if this team gets bounced in the first round. Awful. I agree. I think second round people will understand injuries. Also, depending on who you lose to. You know, what if you lose to Cleveland? Well, now you, you can't beat Cleveland, but last year you, you were able to. But if you lose to Boston in the second round, I think you can live with it. Um, if with the injuries, but overall, anybody else? I don't think that they're going to be in such a dire straits over the last you know couple of months that they will finish in the play, and I, I would doubt that. Michael in upstate New York. Hey guys, what's going on? Uh, I just got to call in because Peter has been on a roll today. He's been on fire. He's brought Friday energy to a Monday show. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's that's hard to do, and he's done it. And I saw I saw that uh, my tweet made it your way, Peter, and I appreciate the retweet and the like. It was nice to see. And, uh, you know, he's really been excellent. It's a, it's a rob of the century that he wasn't the point guy today. There was so much material to be used I, there. I agree. Yeah. Is this your agent, I, Peter, I, or what? I, I, no. There were so much different things to use. You could have used anything, guys. It was excellent. I, thank you. I really, really sincerely appreciate that. I tried today to bring it, and I'm glad that it, it, it resonated with some people. But there, there was a, a guy on, on Twitter that said the, the, you know, the, the point guy should have been the guy that said, you know, covers your jowls, your double chin, and your wrinkles. I mean, that was a strong point too. You know what? It's a fair Yeah, but it was just mean. It wasn't true. You don't even well, you don't, you don't have great points are mean. You don't have but you don't have a wrinkly face. That's true. Uh, but I don't have jowls, but you know double chin you you're you're, cl- you're closer to jowls than than wrinkles. Jowls. I don't have jowls at all. I really don't. What are jowls again? I'm not even you know, sure. They kind of hang there on the side. Oh, like a hanging thing? Yeah, I don't have that. I mean, one day I will. Uh hey, I want to give uh, a so. congratulatory uh pop to uh Peter King. Who announced today that he's retiring after a, a distinguished hmm. career as one of the top NFL writers, football night, um, you know, football night in America. Sure. The column, the name of the column that he does on Monday, uh, you know, Monday morning quarterback, which has evolved into what it is. And he's 66 years old. And he said, "You know what? It's time. I want to watch the Super Bowl at home." He's he's been at the last 40 Super Bowls. <laughs> you know so, what? Uh, that's a long run, man. Good for him. I mean, 66 yeah. is still young, depending on what the gig is, of course, but. Uh, I get it. He's had his. It's, that's been a good run. He's had for a great Peter. career. Great career. I mean, let's I, see if he ends up in Canton. And let's see if he ends up announcing that he's doing something else, like you know, a podcast from home or whatever. Well, he said, be. you know what? Maybe I'll find something I want to do. But right now, I have no plans. And he said, in order to do stuff like this and to you know to be at this level, you know, your family suffers. And they do. All of us. Yeah. I mean, you realize you you don't spend as much time as your family with your family as you as you would if you if you had a nine to five job. 
Well, there's some things that you sacrifice, so he's not willing to sacrifice anymore. But he will be missed. He's he's a great, great writer, I, great reporter too. Yeah, no, that's 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 a that's a hell of a run. Hell of yeah. a run. Congratulations, Peter King. Hey, get engaged. Will getting engaged will be one of the most exciting times of your life, and the winning team at London Jewelers is there to help you pop the question. The cutting edge technology and trained professionals at London Jewelers can help you select a ring from their two by London collection, or design the absolute perfect ring at any budget. So, whether you're starting out or starting over, let the engagement experts at London Jewelers help you. Visit London Jewelers at any of their seven locations, including the Americana Manhasset and the Mall at Short Hills. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.